1: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
2: Motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes. From running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home-trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.
1: Yes, yes. Welcome into the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios on the TMASTL podcast network. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan, and I'm sitting across from Action Jackson, Virgin Pringle Sauce boss. Jackson, tell me what the word is. What is the good word?
0: Good word is we just, uh, we just conducted a fantastic interview. I think so. I think it was really, really, really good, and I think people are really going to enjoy it.
1: It uh, is with Learn, but not just Learn. Learn.
0: Oh, yeah. There's a special guest.
1: A special guest is Iggy. Stuck around for the interview, and then, per Learn's request, stuck around for the entirety of the interview. Yep. And then at the end of the interview, Learn said, my God, Barbara Walters. I just poured (laughs) out my whole emotional career thoughts It wasn't intended to be that way, but it just wound up being that way.
0: Right. And when you're comfortable and, you know, you learn Iggy, great chemistry, I think uh, stuff like that just kind of flies out and it ends up being a really earnest and uh, honest conversation.
1: Well, I enjoyed it. I am a big fan. and I know a lot of the people who listen to TMA uh, heard her on when she was with us a few weeks ago and uh, loved when she was on the show. So... Uh, Now that we are back to doing guest interviews on the podcast, uh, we've had Joe Buck and Jack Danforth. Uh, Now we are pleased to bring Learn into the mix. So you have about, oh, I don't know, an hour and 20 minutes, I think, is probably the math of uh, Learn, Iggy, and myself just uh, talking it over about a wide variety of things. Uh, So we are very grateful to our sponsors who make it possible and all those of you who listen Thank you for uh, subscribing to the podcast, and if you don't, please do. We have QFTA, which is questions from the audience, once a week, and then we have guests uh, once a week. Joe Buck, Jack Danforth, and Learn. That's a very diversified first three in our return to guests
0: Yeah, definitely, but uh, rock-solid three, if you ask me. That's a nice start. Yeah, I like the diversity of it,
1: though. Um, You are welcome to give your thoughts anytime, your suggestions, questions, anything. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com. And if you're interested in Sound Story, man, oh, man, here we go. Once we get into Mother's Day and we get into Father's Day season, it is the perfect time to either go to MySoundStory.com and get a gift certificate as a gift or as a way to surprise your mother or father or both for Mother's Day, for Father's Day, what you can do is come into the studio here where Jackson and I are sitting, where me, Doug, Jackson, Iggy, and the Plowhawk do TMA every day, and you come in and you record a sound story. And what you can do, and this is what me and my brothers and sister did for my parents for Christmas uh, in 2020, is come in and uh, talk about our experiences growing up and how much they're... Lessons and all that they sacrificed for us meant to us, because you know I don't know maybe it, it comes off as morbid. I think everybody would agree, and a lot of you are already you know have experienced this. So often, the wonderful things that you want to tell your parents, you say when they're you're eulogizing them, and that's an incredibly sad reality. And that is why I said to my brothers and sister, I said. Let's make sure we do this so they can hear it now. And we did that, and we're so glad that we did. So, yes, you can get a gift certificate to have your mother or father come in and tell their story. Uh, You can do that in advance of Mother's Day, in advance of Father's Day. But another way to view Sound Story online at mysoundstory.com is by having you, you and your siblings, just you, yourself, whomever, come in and tell stories of your childhood that you know would mean the world to your mom, you know would mean the world to your dad, um, that's that's what it's all about, and having done it, and then having given that gift, I know how much it meant to my parents to be able to hear me and my brothers and sister talk about uh, how much we appreciate, how grateful we are for everything they sacrificed for us. So it's online at mysoundstory.com. Any questions you may have, uh, you can email me at tmckernan at dot Come in, and we record these things right after Jackson and I get done with uh, Balloon Party on 101 ESPN, and you are in the Hubbard Studios, and we are located in Creve Core. And if you would like, we can do it over Zoom as well. These studios are the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, and if you are looking to buy a home, and I'll be honest with you, first thing, the first email I saw this morning at 5 in the morning was from my real estate agent. Another home hit the market. There aren't a lot out there. It's going to be a competitive home-buying market, so you got to separate yourself from everybody else. How do you do that? How do you do it? You get pre-approved at thehomeloanexpert.com. And I did that last year, and I can tell you now that I've done it how easy it is and how grateful I am for the process at Ryan Kelly's office because it puts you in a different position when it comes to buying a home. Home Thehomeloanexpert.com. That's Ryan Kelly, the studio sponsor of the Tim McKernan Show podcast. And once you get pre-approved and if you get yourself in that uh, home, you can go ahead and... Get insured with James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, 314-961-4800, or go online at carltoninsurance.net. He is my insurance agent. It is very easy for me to speak about James Carlton because I work with him, and I chose to make the switch to his agency in Webster Groves because I was so impressed with him uh, for home, for life, for auto for making sure that when you call an office, you're talking to a live person right in the St. Louis area. It's James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. 314-961-4800 or go online at carltoninsurance.net. If your insurance costs a leg and an arm, call James Carlton State Farm. All right, Jackson, let's dig into it. Let's dig into it on the Tim McKernan Show today. From the Home Loan expert.com studios, it is our pleasure to present Special guest, Kenneth Iggy Strode, along with Learn of Kashi95. Learn, welcome in. This is wonderful. It's a very special edition of the podcast because not only are you here with a cardboard cutout of yourself right (laughs) behind you, but Iggy is over to your right.
2: I mean, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Wow. (laughs) Mid-March is
1: always the time that people consider to be the most wonderful time of the year. It is. Iggy, uh, you weren't able to stick around one time when Learn came in, first time we met yes, at kf and in Kirkwood, and I wanted to have you hop in real quickly, but you had a, uh, an
3: important lunch with your grade school Well, parents. I mean, people think I'm kidding. I had Mickey, Mickey Regan and Jimmy Moran, a, uh, grade school buddies down on Flat Avenue, the Flat Avenue boys. You know them, Learn. The, and, you know them. And down in the city, South Side Dirty. <laughs> and,
2: uh, <laughs> we're
3: trying to appeal to a younger demographic. Oh, you're podcast. appealing.
2: <laughs> it is so hot.
3: But, uh, I did have a lunch set up with them. So I, I had a, I was doing editing. I had a rush out of there. You thought I was just going back and forth. because so I was nervous. You didn't even
2: say anything to me. You go, you, I get smelly, gross smoke paper as the story goes. And then I kind of saw like what can only be described as like a vision of you. Like, you just were gone.
3: I waved at one time, but you had your back to me. So I just said, Well, I'm not going to barge in. The red light was on. I had
2: never been to that place. I didn't even know any of you. And so I didn't like But you on. were a
3: fan of mine from afar.
2: Oh, absolutely. Thank yeah. You. Let me tell you how much I was listening to your show and wanting of, to. A lot, uh, lot of
1: women, a lot of young women listen to AM radio.
2: Yeah. I mean, you guys did it for. Like, I'm amazed that I never listened.
1: It would be weird if you did listen.
2: But yeah, you guys have like, this is something that I feel like gets said. Like you guys have such a huge following and you were at that other station for so long and people were like, you know, it was a.m.
1: (laughs) It was. Yeah. Like, and it was forever.
2: Like, and so, you know, it's. I just, di- my mom actually used to work for that radio station. Is that right? Yes, when? a long time ago. Wow. Um, I, I
1: did not know this. This is intriguing. What do we have here?
2: Well- she was in sales. It was brief. My mom's always been in sales, and she did radio sales for, like, a brief moment. She hated it, and she got out. This could be awkward, because my
1: dad was the general sales manager for a period no. of time. No. 98 through 2004, and then they spun that motherfucker off for a shitload of money, mm. and it's never been the same. So. No,
2: it has not. No, due respect.
1: Was that when she was there?
2: No, I can't remember. I Honestly, I think I was—I had to be in high school, so this was, like, late 90s, early 2000s. God, did she work for my dad? Possibly.
3: I would have been there. But I was with Tim at 1380. I don't remember that. Your husband, Tim, was yeah, at 1380. Yeah, I might have I
2: this there. mixed up. Oh, to he told
3: me when we like met, he says, I right work now. with Jackson, you at 1380. And I said, I don't remember yeah. that. Huh. This in
1: the golf tournament.
2: This, Yeah, we have so much stuff for Jackson to do. <laughs> Trust We're Fund gonna... Jackson,
1: as Courtney Landrum just called him.
2: I called him that, Trust oh, Fund okay. Jackson, because he said he was from Ladue. Yeah, and which... he started
1: looking down on us. <laughs> yeah. He was a South City guy. Iggy is a. Is I a thought Brent you're from like Woodian Lewis Flat- and Clark Avenue Boys, Community in, in-
2: College, or something. Are
1: you born and raised in Carbondale?
2: No, no, no. So I was born in Carbondale. I was raised in West Frankfort until I was 13, and then, which is 30 miles north of Carbondale, and then in um, like 1998, I moved to st louis like actually st louis like 11th street lived downtown from the dome Mm -hmm. and my mom remarried to my stepdad um and then we were building a house in columbia illinois and so i would have to so i was living in downtown st louis while our house in columbia was getting built for you know it takes so many months for that to happen and so i was literally getting up in st louis and getting driven to school in columbia every morning and night like was that like 40 minutes if yeah, you know, I mean, you know, rush hour traffic yeah. and whatnot wow, that So sucks. that's that did suck. Um and then we lived in Dogtown for like a little bit cuz we How sold you like the... that Dogtown. I loved it. Yeah, I... I'm a big Dogtown fan. Yeah, we lived in a this lady who died. Uh this is like a family friend. So again, like we sold our condo, our townhouse on 11th Street. My stepdad had that, he owned that. And lived there as a single guy. We moved in briefly, then sold that, moved to Dogtown into one of his buddies' mom's house who was on hospice and eventually died. All of her furniture was still in this house in Dogtown. And we were just living. We were like squatters. You know, and she didn't have a dryer. And so, and I was really starting were to get it. You hanging
1: your clothes on a clothesline? No.
2: Well, yeah, whatever the weather was nice. Side. But whenever it was like wintertime, we were hanging it in, were the basement. in the basement. I was listening wow. to Notorious B.I.G., Life After Death, hanging my clothes up. I, w- I mean. You
1: could relate to the lyrics he was spitting.
2: Kind of. I was like, it was a very, um, I was like starting to build my repertoire of like, music I loved and I loved hip-hop at that time a lot and I still do and um yeah I it was uh it was only fitting that I was listening to so much hip-hop living in St. Louis then Dogtown and then moving to the Burbs in Columbia and like getting into my like emo punk phase of life then um it was weird it was a crazy time of like that that to me is like whenever my music um interest started to really build is when I my mom got remarried and we moved and I felt so cool because I was coming from this itty bitty like podunk town to St. Louis which I know it's not the biggest city out there but it was like big enough for my heart to just explode and I was like my life has changed forever good and bad obviously going through adolescence and stuff but um, yeah I'll never forget like I can still see everything in my mind clearly of that time in my life and it was awesome. God bless America. I didn't know
1: that little story. The anecdote of you as a Southsider.
2: Yeah. How about that? Then everywhere, bitches.
1: Then to Columbia, Illinois. Yeah. And then and then we will give out your address at the end of the podcast. Absolutely. Increase time spent listening. I'm
2: getting ready to sell my house, so maybe maybe it wouldn't be a bad thing if I could tell everybody no, I'm not gonna get the address out. But yeah. So you have a new home picked out? Jackson, what in the fuck? can trust fund jackson happened.
1: we're fresh we're fresh off he dropped something in the middle of the show on one he's like ESPN. doug yesterday
2: <laughs> when i was trying to interview the executive director for got your six <laughs> support dogs and doug is in there walks with, his... in with a
1: box carrying his desktop computer he's which trying to amuses the hell out of jackson who you can't see now because he's under the under the council retrieving wow.
3: whatever it is that he's intentionally i feel bad because you were in there and i saw doug sitting there i saw you behind the thing i thought you were maybe doing some voice tracking and i was here for why where the fuck was i here I oh, we agree. had sales meetings, <laughs> and um, so I just want to say hi. And I opened the door. Hey, sister! And it, oh, the red light wasn't the red on. Was light was, yeah, no, it wasn't on. Oh, it wasn't it wasn't on. working. Uh, Why so wouldn't didn't, it have been on? I didn't know you were on the air, so I said hi. If I didn't know you were on the air, I wasn't to barge in. Well, so-
2: I couldn't hear you, but I could definitely hear Doug dropping all of his things, and then at some point he got under the desk, and was like finagling with something. And then I then the call went dead, and I'm like Nicole, Nicole. And then it came back, and I'm looking at Doug, and I'm like, like mouthing to him because the live interview. I'm like.
3: <laughs> what are you unplugging under there?
0: What, yeah, he he's comes like, in every I'm morning. Sorry. Do With a lot this.
2: of
1: people carry desktop computers around here at Hubbard? Or are we the first? No, they their, don't. In a box.
2: Get that guy an Apple <laughs> Mac, like an AirPad. What is it?
1: I have a MacBook Pro. There you I, go. You yeah, know. you have one. I, Doug I, should have, Doug have one. Doug <laughs> is carrying this desktop around,
2: and it's Walk. an Apple computer. <laughs> it's a nice computer, it's, but he's it's, gonna—it's gonna go to shit if he doesn't stop putting Jackson, it in a box.
1: You can't. I don't know if Jackson's on the YouTube or not. But Jackson deals with it. And
0: I'm not sure what's going on. It truly is one of my favorite things when I see Doug walk in with the (laughs) desktop computer. (laughs) He carries it around every day. And the keyboard, like it's like his backpack. Right. Oh my God, it's really He's doing editing
3: for this thing he's doing for the station, like Meet the Beautiful People. And he's editing, and he can only edit on this. I walked in the other day behind him, and he's standing there with one of the workers, and he spilled his Arnold Palmer (laughs) because he's trying to carry this big box, and he's got Arnold Palmer under his arm, and it all fell. He's out of this box, and I got this
2: film, Arnold mess. Palmer. It's a huge box. He's got his,
3: his home computer in there.
1: Could
2: you imagine if it was like a late 90s edition of a desktop oh Mac? God. Like where it's 150 pounds? hard
1: drive, that monster power, yeah. Right. I remember that from my gateway computer in Little Rock. That's what I had. Yeah, Not I, to brag. I hope that didn't come off as a brag. No.
2: I, now it makes me wonder, like, what's your uh, timeline of where you've lived? Like, where were you born?
1: South City, Dirty. Okay. yeah, we're the kids again.
2: Hell yeah. And then what? Wait, what hospital?
1: Uh, Mercy? I'm rarely asked that question, but that's the answer. Nice. What hospital for you? Probably. I don't even know. You don't know? Mm,
2: I don't remember. Oh,
1: yeah, Mercy? South Probably at
2: Mercy. I mean, they're all. Aren't but they weren't all? You bor- weren't you born in. Carbondale.
1: So, then why would you have been at Mercy in St. Louis?
2: No, I wasn't. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that it was a Mercy, Mercy hospital. In... And now
1: it's Mercy. Right. I follow you. I'm with you.
2: So, then what? Where did you grow up?
1: South City dirty.
2: As a kid, like, what part of South City?
1: Uh, the what The mean street? streets of St. Louis Hills, Tam Avenue.
2: Cute. Now, why is that cute? It's just a cute area. Ted Drew's. Have you Drews. done time
1: there? Ted Drew's, that's right. Yeah,
2: I actually that's have done time there because I lived on Arsenal.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, so Arsenal we're and... Where what on we... Arsenal?
2: Uh... Pfft. Where no, not Arsenal on 44. Arsenal? Then, not, you, then
1: you get toward the hill. You I'm start not towards heading the hill south southeast by
2: Chris's Pancake House. I used to yeah, live on Arsenal yeah. right there. You live there? Yeah, I li- well I that was my first apartment I had was on Arsenal.
1: Were you living there as a married woman? Mm-mm. You were no. a single lady.
2: I was attached. I was living with the guy I was dating. Which was a mistake, and I don't suggest.
1: I think it's right to live with people who are married. No, it is,
2: but not like if you're in a toxic relationship, don't live with somebody.
1: What was so toxic about it? Let's get to the bottom of this. Let's (sighs) reexamine. We were great
2: friends, and then, um, and it was just like that. You know how like sometimes you'll be friends with somebody. Like there's this is kind of how it all goes. You'll be friends with somebody, and you kind of are attracted to them. Not all the time, but like you have an attraction. Like this was an undercurrent of attraction that started in college. And we kept it going. Like, both of us had, you know, different people we were dating. And then, like, we had this huge friend group. And it was always like, you know, learn and this guy would—you guys would—you have to get together because you just love each other so much.
1: Rachel and Ross.
2: Essentially, yeah. And we shouldn't have. We should not have scratched the edge. Although, I guess in hindsight— But it must have gone all right
1: if you started living together.
2: Yeah, at first it was great, but it was fast. It was like, I got out of college. I moved back from Illinois State to my mom's house. I got my, I, had th- I was working three jobs. I was a barista at this coffee shop in Columbia. I had gotten my internship at Casey, and then I was hired on to be the promotions director for the old rock house. This is many managements ago. Oh, those
3: Lonely Boys, last uh, concert appearance. Last time there, I packed it with 50
2: people. Look at you. Well, That's this a... is not the same era of that. <laughs> um, and so anyway... I wanted to not be living at home, and so he and I we found a little apartment. It was such a cute shotgun. Did you move apartment. in together
1: because you wanted to move in together? Or was it out of convenience?
2: We wanted. Were you thinking it was you might like, get married? It was like the honeymoon period. of we just started dating, we've been friends for so long. We thought like we were gonna get married. All this dumb shit. And then, uh, <laughs> how
1: old were you, man? Man. Oh ask my god! Such a, such a see, provocative is, question here.
2: Hang on, I would have to do some math. Hang I'm on. gonna
1: say you were 23. I don't. Know. Anybody else want to take a bet? Jackson. Jackson
0: is 23. I'm gonna say 20.
1: You make mistakes in love at 23, Jackson. That's...
0: I'll say 24 just for this.
3: Yeah, now you now you've boxed me in.
1: I
2: was 23.
3: Yes. God, is he anything he doesn't know?
2: 23 years old. <laughs> wow. Where's
0: Doug's gong?
1: <laughs> it's right next to you.
3: Iggy didn't bother to turn off the. Turn
1: that's all right. Phone that
2: off. was that was the right. That was like ding ding ding. That was what his phone was doing. It's
1: everything timed out perfectly, and so you broke up. Who gets the house?
2: So we lived together until like 2010. So two years we lived together because at first it was great.
1: Were you broken up and living together? That's awkward. No, that, that was... happened with Vince Vaughn and Rachel, it Jennifer did. Aniston, in the breakup.
2: I just watched that not too long ago.
1: Good or bad, Jackson? Jackson has a website called GoodorBad.com. Some people think it's a takeoff on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's not.
0: I haven't seen the picture. Was
2: that
1: really?
0: Mean? I've never seen the
2: movie. Oh, I haven't seen the picture. Yeah, motion picture. You call it picture? Yeah, yeah again, we're
1: trying to appeal to the younger kids listening to podcasts.
0: I'm a cinema purist.
2: Oh my god. That I makes all the I'm learning so much about you today. I, I don't even know who yeah, you are a anymore. Trust fun, baby. <laughs>
0: um, trust fun, baby. Trust fun, baby.
2: My baby Jess. Uh, you know you're
1: what a wonderful voice you have, by the way. Oh, you're sweet. Thanks. I'm being serious though. Mm-hmm. Did you know you had a good singing voice? No. Did you know that? No. Did you really do. Really? Like when you were in here whenever that was a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and you and Iggy did the, the duet.
2: Yeah, Tom Petty. Tom Petty, and Stevie. Stevie Nicks. Mm-hmm.
1: And you started going. Yeah.
2: I'm like, you should damn, come see our band.
1: I saw a video you did Stairway,
2: mm-hmm. ballsy. It's funny because you don't know what song is gonna get people going, and I'm not a musician by any means, but I am a performer. Like that's what we do every day on the Super Radio, and uh, I had no. I, every show we've played, we've only played like a handful, so I'm not gonna like act like I've played more, but it's always a different song that the crowd gets into. And for some reason, that last show we had at Copper Fire, Stairway to Heaven was the one that, I mean, there were this couple dancing. This guy was singing the whole time. Everybody was standing up, like, involved. And, like, the owner had just been filming. Like, I didn't know she was filming from yeah. the back. Um, and that's a song that I get really into. And I it's funny because it's such a well-known Led Zeppelin song that I think people would call maybe, like, overplayed. Yeah. And it is maybe and the most well-known.
1: Like, Robert Plant, there is a... Uh, John Hewlett and Favaz asked, uh, I think it was Nancy Wilson on K. Ann Wilson. Was that Ann Wilson? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're familiar with this interview? Oh, right? uh, yeah. Okay. About the performance that they did at, at the Kennedy, Kennedy. Center Honors mm-hmm. where it got Robert Plant emotional for a song that he's not a big fan of. Right. And it resonated so well. And I saw the performance on YouTube and I'm like, I want to find out more about it. And it actually took me back to that interview with Ann Wilson. Mm. And they had only done like one rehearsal of it and they killed it at least I thought they killed it I don't know the Hart
2: sisters are huge Zeppelin fans and like I want to say that the Ann especially has always said that that band was the reason they are musicians like Jimmy Mm. Page and Robert Plant for those two women you know Ann Ann sings Nancy plays guitar you know they've always been enamored with Led Zeppelin and, and and Led Zeppelin's deep rooted american blues influence and it's really cool to have that moment like i I specifically remember that kennedy center honors it was 2012 because i was living in maplewood and i was getting ready to go somewhere and with tim and i was getting ready and i was walking through my living room and we had it on
1: oh so you saw this live i did see it live oh man i wonder what that was like live oh here's what it was
2: like i was getting ready, like running around my house i stopped I got teary-eyed, and I had goosebumps all over my body, and I was like, what the hell did I just see? Like, it still gives me goosebumps to even think about it, and I it, I bought the song on iTunes, like, that next day, or yeah. it, you know, and I'm glad they put it on there, because it is one of the best covers of that song that's ever been done. But, of course, I mean, you got Jason Bonham on drums right. for that performance, which is John Bonham's son, and um, that chorus that was there. I mean, I'm not, like, a big... you know, what is it, the Philharmonic Orchestra. I'm not a big, like, one of those types of people. I'll not go to an orchestra to see that sort of stuff. But that whole blending of that iconic song with those women playing, Jason Bonham on drums, you know, Robert Plant and John Paul Jones and Jimmy Page like watching it all with President Obama. Like, everybody. There was like, I don't know who, there was an Asian man in the crowd, and he was so into it. And I just I remember everybody's face specifically. And that was a freaking... Performance on TV. Right.
1: It was a CBS broadcast of the right. Kennedy Center Honors, and it just came together. And I saw it. I'm like, my God, but to watch that live and not yes. know it's coming. Right. Hey, do you know what performance we're talking about here? Yeah. okay. I
3: saw the interview. And the one thing I... Oh, you
1: oh, you saw... Oh, really? You saw the interview with... Yeah. Uh, with well, with
3: uh, Favaz. And yeah. Uh, the one thing I'm jealous of you, I had a chance to go see... Robert Plant at the pageant after I think it was Lou Fest was yeah. canceled. Oh, yeah, was, you talked about it as like one of your favorite shows, I was right? given the chance to go and I said, ah, I don't really feel like going. Oh, my God, and Iggy. And I found out how good he was. So what happened? Because you went. What was
1: the deal? So
2: this is, if you remember Lou Fest, the last Lou Fest, remember how they had all yeah. this financial stuff go down where um, they had it booked, promoted, everybody was getting ready to like have a Lou Fest on a weekend and then I don't know the ins and outs so I may butcher this I don't want to get sued. But... Um, <laughs> Essentially, peop, the bands and the promote the bands and the vendors and things were not. There was a financial something was not right. Like they weren't getting paid, and there was red flags being flown everywhere. Anyway, Robert Plant was already in town, and I remember being on the air with Carl. I think John was off that week, and um, we started getting word that like Loofest is canceling and all their scr- bands are scrambling to find venues to play because they're already here. And I remember, uh, Jesse Raya over at the pageant, who is the guy who is, um, always in touch with radio stations about anything going on. He, um, messaged Carl or me, I can't remember who, and said, this is completely on the DL, but Robert Plant's coming to the pageant. And I, and I was like, when can we announce? Cause I, and he's like, we're going to do a turnaround of tickets. We're going to open the box office. Tickets are going to be gone in two seconds because to see Robert Plant in that size of a venue is unheard of these days. And so anyway, um, I'm like, just give give me what I can say, you know. And anyway, I kind of alluded to the fact that Robert Plant was going to be at the pageant. Anyway, I got in a lot of trouble because... My alluding to it pissed off some people and whatever. Who did, but who,
1: who did it piss off?
2: I, I think it pissed off Jesse mainly. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but I was like, this is huge and it's not like bad news. You know, like we should be, and I want our listeners to fill that place. I want Casey listeners to be the first ones to get tickets, you know, so I can see where he was mad at me. But, um, but then, uh, luckily, knowing the people we know in this business, I was like, can I, I gotta be there. Like we already had Loot Fest tickets, Tim right. and I were gonna go see um, Robert Plant that I think he was playing that Saturday or I don't remember what day. And um, anyway, we were lucky enough to get in the, in a box and uh, with freaking Ed Kowalczyk of, of live. live yeah. wow, He was in town because he was playing out at Hollywood casino amphitheater with a kind of like nineties tour. I don't remember who else was on that, but like the gin blossoms maybe or something. And so anyway, we're sitting up there in the, in the booth and uh, watching the show and it was so fucking good. And, um, like you turn to your right, like Ed Kowalczyk is there and I'm like, what is this world that <laughs> I'm living in? And so it was, and all my favorite people were in the box yeah. with us and um, it was a really cool show and like Robert Plant, I've seen him only one other time than that and it was at the Fox many years ago and I mean it just breaks, he he has one of those presences that like just breaks your heart because you're yeah. seeing such an icon um, and you'll only see him maybe once in your life if you're maybe around partied
3: with him in Shaker Heights.
2: Shut the hell up.
3: All right, I'm- Ran into him while he's buying cigarettes in the gift shop. What, Phil. You, I, just, I just said hi. You did? Yeah, I was drunk.
2: Oh. Hmm. <laughs> you be. have had such a life. I'm so.
3: Thank you for acknowledging that. Look at you. The thing is, too, is I was in there. I was, I was getting the cigarettes, too, and I said, Robert, how you doing, buddy? Hmm. He just goes, eh.
2: what, what Did you guys smoke the same cigs?
3: You smoke Marlboro. I smoke Salem's.
2: Why do you smoke Salem's? What's the he's best? sponsored. Yeah. <laughs> What's I remember remember true cigarettes? Are they still around? I don't think so. My grandma I used to smoke. I do remember those. I just remember like I my grandma smoked them and their filter was really weird. It was like
3: I think my mom smoked those.
2: This is totally an eighties child too, by the way, like playing with grandma's cigarettes I'm as sure, a child. Why not? No there's big like deal. a hole in
3: it.
1: Like a hole in it. Yeah, the there's filter. like a hole in it. Yeah. Did you ever smoke?
2: No, I, I tried smoking I grew up in a really smoky household, so I never really loved that smell. Yeah. And I get really annoyed these days by that smell. Um <laughs> But you don't smell like it. You you're a fine. You're fine. Iggy's leaving. No, don't Iggy's leave. Leaving. What? Iggy's leaving. I'm kidding. Iggy's leaving. I'm kidding. No. So I I tried smoking. I don't believe like it. I did smoke <laughs> clove cigarettes in college because I thought it was so cool.
1: I remember clove. They smelled
2: wow. better than nicotine. Yeah, Something
1: like American Spirit. Yeah. yeah. I remember clothes. I only would smoke when I drank, and I'm so lucky I didn't get addicted. Yeah, but I look back on it, Mm -hmm. and of course, this isn't a shot. I would imagine you would probably agree with it. I just feel like such a fucking idiot. I can't believe I did it. Yeah, I know
2: there is something. You feel
1: invincible, though. Yeah, I started like I was 18, and and I did it through 2008 too. So it wasn't like it. You know, it was just like a couple years.
2: You're very lucky you stopped, because it it really does mess with your vocals big time if you're a long-term smoker and. Um,
1: but so I never it, like smoked when I wasn't drinking, mm-hmm. so it was a. Were you drinking sp- often? I drank a lot in the late 90s and early 2000s. Why?
2: That was just the time to do it. Yeah, it was like the age of you my were.
1: late teens and early 20s. Yeah,
2: when I'm did you have your first like drunk experience? How old were you?
1: It's a great question, Lauren. This is a great. I'm question. I'm gonna take over this interview. Yeah, I, I, all of a sudden the tables have turned, <laughs> and it's uh it's true, and kind of embarrassing. But I didn't drink, and so I really didn't know what was going on, and then I think it was like the night, it was the night before Christmas Eve, I was just like, I got to figure out what this is all about. <laughs> and I think I was like a sophomore in high school, and I got destroyed by myself in the basement <laughs> on Tam Avenue, and so <laughs> fucked up and hungover that I had to miss Christmas Eve oh because my God. I was
2: so fucked up. Merry Christmas. Oh my
1: God, I look back on it, i <clears> like, the first time I got drunk wasn't like when of the friends, it was by myself in the basement. Like I'm some character in a Paul Newman movie. Do you remember what you were know? drinking? Whiskey. I mean, we went right to it.
3: Did your parents know <laughs> since you drank since you drank by yourself? Did you get drunk and then pass out and then wake up sober so your parents didn't know?
1: Uh, I'm sure they couldn't have possibly thought. You know, like my dad now says, "Oh, when you kids went down in the basement, I knew the shit you were doing." You know, regarding when we had girls over. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> but but he, they couldn't have possibly thought. Oh, it's the night before Christmas. Timmy's down in the basement getting shit-faced on whiskey at 15. They couldn't have thought that, and that's what was going on. What about yourself? Did you drink by yourself in the basement in Illinois? No,
2: I was I was visiting my dad in West Frankfort, Illinois, and we had uh, my girlfriends and I. We had all these older friends, dudes, and <laughs> obviously, bet. and somebody could. I was probably like 13 or 14.
1: Yeah, oh, that's a little weird.
2: Isn't it? And it, yeah, and so I got a um. I'm really bad at the sizes of alcohol, but it was like Jackson this. Will handle it. He what went, size a is this, like a fifth? Guy. A fifth. Okay, so I had a fifth of Southern Comfort. Oh, so classy! I <laughs> chugged the whole thing, oh! and then I projectile vomited oh! all over my bedspread. So I was at my dad's house. He's asleep. He has no idea what's going on. So like, you're drinking by yourself? I'm not drinking by myself. My two girlfriends were with me too. They could have. They could have walked to their house though. Like uh-huh. I, I just specifically remember throwing up all over my bedspread nice. and then drunkenly 13 year old learn walking her bedspread down to the basement to put it in the washer. Oh, no. I didn't know how to do laundry. So I'm just like putting like powdered tide in there. And my dad, he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just washing my bedspread. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and that he never knew. And, um, cause my dad was kind of aloof. He, I was his only kid. So like he And I was a daughter, so he was like completely shit out of luck. Like he had no idea how to handle me. Um but yeah, that's the first time I ever got drunk. Um I thought you have a sister. I do have a sister. Yeah. Second my she's my half sister, technically. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Young 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 lass, correct? Yeah, twenty she's twenty three right now. She's in law school. Oh, look at her. Yeah. She's going up to UC and she uh is like loving her life right now. She's living her best life. So God bless cool to, her, good for her. Cool Think
1: when you get shit faced with was it with Mickey Regan and
2: <laughs> yeah, was it the other day? No,
3: it was um God kind of probably sophomore junior went to a party. I guess it was like a New Year's Eve party, mm-hmm. and I was kind of a klepto back in my early days. What do you mean by that? <laughs> I would just steal shit for no reason at all.
2: Like, what'd you steal?
3: <laughs> I just. Baseball cards, stuff like that.
2: People's family, people's photos?
3: Cards and family oh, that, photos. No, in the supermarket, just shove some in my pocket. That's cool, just man. Just for the hell of it, just for the rush. Well, there was there was no security back then, um, <laughs> and we were at uh, I think Famous Bar, and they would put like displays like in front of the elevators, uh-huh. and I guess for New Year's coming up, there was like a big barrel of bourbon. As we're going down the elevator, I said, "I got the to party tonight. <laughs> Grabbed a bottle and oh just my God. left with it, and I'd never really drunk before. And I just went crazy. I'm drinking bourbon after bourbon after bourbon to the Mm. point where the girls who had that house, uh, the party, her parents had to drive me home. And they just kind of, I couldn't even get out of the car. They just kind of threw me in the grass. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't even bring me to the door. They just kind of threw me in the grass. And I'm like laying there, staggering up the house. And my mom goes, what? I said, I got the flu. She goes, flu my ass.
2: Yeah, she knew it was up. Mama Strobe knew. 15 or 16 and years I threw old. up,
3: and you know what? To this day, that is the last time I've ever thrown thrown up what? from booze or just have, in general. In general, ever.
2: Are you one of these people that you don't? You, I can't throw up. But you, um, do you? This is a weird question, but like, I like to throw up if I'm not feeling well. Like if I'm if I'm hungover,
3: feel
1: better because you'll afterwards. feel better. Yeah.
2: So I'm one of these people. Like if I have to throw up, I will. Are you one of these people? Like if you feel nauseous, I you're can't. like I don't want to throw up. Yes, that's
1: me. No, I that tried. And I can't. That's me. You I just tried
3: can't. Yeah, I've I've been sick once. Knock on wood, like once in the last ten years. Oh my god! Yeah, and nice it was friend. it was like two thousand right before my niece's wedding in two thousand nineteen. I had a really bad stomach bug, and um, I. Would go to the bathroom because I felt like I had to throw up and mm-hmm. I couldn't. I just didn't. I said, mm-hmm. I wish I could.
2: I can make myself throw up right now. All right. Yeah. Jackson, would you like to
0: have learned throw up here on the, <laughs> Sitting make right for, across? Make, or make you? for a good video. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you just got to let the devil out That's and pull trick.
3: For
2: real, man. Let the Exorcism. Devil out like I didn't say really
3: I was going to wait until we started to tell you your boots are so cool. No.
2: Thank you. Oh, these are my Dwayne Johnsons.
3: Oh,
1: I love these.
2: where's the TV. What
1: is it? Oh, oh, Jay Randolph Jr. is. <laughs> yeah. These really are my Dwayne
0: du- gonna... Oh, because of the chain on
2: them? Yeah, the chain and like it's like a. um. Kind of like a uh, a turtleneck.
3: Yeah, so You dress like the, well. You dress like a really I? cool, rocky chick. Oh, my chick.
2: God. Bless America. Wow. No, I. you know what? Thank you. I, I do try to dress well. I've, I've been like a tomboy my whole life, and it hasn't been until my, like, 25-plus years that I've, like, really narrowed in on, like, my femininity and, like, my what my chick looks like, you know? Because yeah. normally I was like, let's just look like all the—like, I really would just adore, like, dude fashion— like, and do I still you do. you dress kind of. like a guy? Like, I used to wear, like, okay, so Chino Marino from the Deftones.
1: Chino Marino from the Jeff Deftones,
0: Jackson. No, the.
2: Okay, so he's, my, he's my guy. He's my favorite. And he had such a cool style. Like, in the 90s and early 2000s, like, he would wear these, like, hip hugging. Um like old man pants, like dress pants, like slacks. Oh wow. And have like a chain and they'd be kind of like sagging, but not like with boxers. You're me what's going on here. Anyway, um and he would have like a little shirt on and so and like Brandon Boyd from Incubus kind of dressed similarly, like anyway, I loved it. And I so whenever I was thrifting as a high schooler and stuff, I would buy yeah, old I've man been. pants and I would have like a studded belt and a chain and I was like a skater chick. So Did
3: you say Frank Marino?
2: Chino Marino. Oh, Frank Marino. I was going to say Mahogany Rush. Yeah, I was going to say.
0: Old man pants are kind of making a comeback. It's kind
2: of. Are they? Like with the low crotch?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Just like baggier pants in general.
2: Yeah. Cut. Will you be wearing anything like that or what's your style? No, no.
0: Jackson's the
1: most eligible bachelor in St. Louis. Everything's tapered.
2: Are you dating anyone? No. Do you want to be dating someone? You
1: went to go see uh, the Batman with four of his buddies on uh, Monday night and then they went and got White Castle.
2: Things are going well. Oh, that was a Jackson's guy, nice.
3: 23. How old is your sister?
2: 23. She's oh. dating someone though. It's like
3: that was that was immediately cut
1: off. Yeah,
2: we're not. No, God. For, I'm I not letting her date any anybody I podcast. know.
3: Wouldn't
1: that be nice?
2: Jesus Christ. I my <laughs> yeah, buddy got any growing 60-year-old up. you 60 year old friends? My, my buddy growing up always. would come over to our house and go. I'm gonna marry your sister. I'm like, yeah, right. Like I'm gonna kill all of you guys. <laughs> so um, yeah, I I don't ever want her to date anyone I have ever known before.
1: Are you aware <laughs> of this? No. Our audience loves you. And I'm talking about the TMA audience.
2: I don't know why.
1: But they really, like, I knew, and Iggy knew, and I don't know if Jackson knew just because he hadn't been around you, I guess, outside of just meeting you mm-hmm. when we got here. So then it was kind of surprising to me, Iggy, like how, I guess for lack of better term, surprised the audience was for how good Learn is. But I guess if they hadn't heard her on the show, then it was surprising. But yeah. it didn't surprise me. She hmm. fit
3: w- right in with right. our show. So I wasn't like, and oh, that's I wonder what... how
1: this will go. I'm like, I know it's going to go great. Yeah. The, but then the... the thing that I've noticed around the building mm-hmm. is so many people were so happy for you <laughs> that you were, like, welcomed into this batshit little world and accepted. Yeah. And you performed well, even though you're doing afternoons on KC, which is like the biggest radio station going.
2: Yeah, I don't think people, I, you know, it's funny, like on my show, it's just me. And so it's me. It's the listener in me. And so I'm I'm not playing off of anyone else. You know what I'm saying? Like like I think and let me just back up, like the reason maybe the TMA audience never really got to know me before I came to your podcast and the little guest visits and stuff lately is because like whenever I was on the air with John, we were a morning show as well. And so people, your audience was listening to you guys, they weren't listening to John and I. And it's like, I think our audience at Casey, they really started to like me and understand me better whenever John um, and I had our show. And people loved me, I'm not being like ego here, people loved me and I got so many compliments on one specific thing whenever John and I had the show and it was they loved that I gave John shit. Mm. Because I think I'm a good shit giver. And I think you that's are. why your audience likes me too, because like that's what the show I don't is. put up with anybody's shit. <laughs> but I'm also not like an asshole. That's, or If I am, it's covered. That's
1: kind of <laughs> I see what you're saying there. That's kind of the TMA. If somebody were asked what like the recipe is, that's kind of it's like a roast every day for yeah. three hours. And if you if you just want to observe and not get in the roast, then don't text in, call in, email in. But if you do, then just understand you are now exposed to the reindeer games. Mm-hmm. And so if you're in the studio with us or you're texting in, you're going to catch hell. But people like when people give it as well. Mm-hmm. If you have a, a party that doesn't want to have, you know, some shots taken, then that kind of ruins the whole vibe. Right. But you're cool with people giving you shit. Absolutely. And you're cool with it out. Yeah. So I guess the deal was people hadn't normally given John shit because he's like.
2: No, they never did. Like, you know, And I can't speak on like all of his previous co-hosts, but like, it was definitely not a young woman 26 yeah. years younger than him giving him shit. And so it's like, I think me kind of coming up and I obviously love John to death. And like, I do hold him into like this, you know, this ether that nobody else ever will rise to for me. And he deserves it. And he deserves it. And I think he's like a, you know, he's a, um, he's part of St. Louis's history, whether he believes that or not for so many different reasons. But yeah, I think I wasn't, um, I went into that show and actually I went into a lot of the Casey jocks, when I met them for the first time, I just, I had such respect. And then slowly as I got to know them as people, I was like, oh, they're just like fun and have human qualities too that I like in my friends. And and so it turned into like, oh, I'm not going to shy away from like giving Favaz crap or John or, um, you know, anybody that we work with close, like Mark close is another person that I just riff with Mm -hmm. like flawless and, and we just love each other, you know, like, so I don't know. But I also, even I've talked about that before off microphone, how you can't force chemistry and you can't, um, fake it. So it's like, if you, you can just tell in St. Louis or any radio station you listen to or any podcast or whatever, If there's not chemistry there, the show's going to blow. It's going to burn out. It's going to fade. But, I mean, like, if you look at Howard Stern and Robin Quivers and Fred Norris, they have a dynamic where each one of them are equal. Everybody thinks Howard's up here. But all three of them rose together. And it's like that dynamic that they share with each other and their audience and the whack pack and whatnot, it works because of that blended chemistry. And it's really kind of set the bar for, I think, Rock radio or edgier radio station shows, um, and so yeah, I'm I'm happy that I have good chemistry with so many people in the St. Louis area and well, in this building.
1: Well, I'm glad that that our audience now is aware of, I guess, what I kind of feel like Iggy. You as you've been a fan, you've been a K. She guy forever, but you know you're a fan of learns has been, I believe, well documented. And if not, you can see the shrine directly behind behind her. <laughs> it's it's growing. You can like add some watching more, behind on YouTube. Myself. You can add some more if you want. Okay, um, I will. More, Maybe I will. More gifts. <laughs> But I'm glad. But I'm, at the same time, I was kind of like, "This is surprising." But I guess they didn't know because if they hadn't heard you before, then it was new. But mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, "Of course, man, she kills
2: it." I
3: think the first thing I said when that video was up, um, which video? Of your two hours in here. Oh, okay. So it was on YouTube, which has been viewed like how many times? Jackson has all. Yeah, these probably ten thousand times the most of anyone we've done had in here or any show. Uh, and I wasn't I wasn't kissing your ass when I said this. I said. I'm glad that you all got to realize how talented she is Aww. by being on here for two hours and seeing what kind of a person she is. I know you and I go back with the creepy shit and just having fun, but uh, you you really are talented, and I'm Thanks. proud to be a co-worker of yours.
2: I know. It's oh very God, nice. Man. We're in love totally. with each other. Jackson,
1: are you about to chime in? I noticed you moved the...
0: Oh, no, I was just adjusting.
1: Oh, okay, because while Learn was telling the story, I think, about the Robert Plant concert, I looked over, and Jackson's hand was over here right near mine, and I don't know what in the world oh, was going on. I was moving the uh, camera. You have haven't <laughs> been that far apart yeah, for was, a long time. He was. He was. <laughs> I felt like he was making a move on me, yeah, I and I true. wanted to reciprocate, but I didn't know if you would see and then think that was
2: well, strange. Well, I wouldn't blame him for making a move on you. You got this shirt on with all of your boobs out right. today. What
1: do you think of my, my breasts?
2: <laughs> <laughs> um... I'm confused. Okay, let's let's let's, let's, let's let's
1: let's walk through this. Okay,
2: I immediately when I saw you I had two thoughts. I'm like, you, you look, said
1: you look like an you look like, a girl from Boston, you look like you're from which Boston. Which I felt like was anti-Irish slander and I'll be following a grievance. i I'm also so you know.
2: Irish, so, okay, so we can give work. each other shit.
1: I need to find something else to complain <laughs> about then, okay?
2: No, um and it's probably the hat, but I love that hat. Oh, thank you. I do love the hat. Okay. The here is great. What I'm having a problem with is that like you don't have an up. undershirt on. Well, what, what? I mean, what do, white, you do like me have like a? You need to have either a V-neck undershirt or like a one of those. I canes. don't wear undershirts. So and why is that's this?
3: That's our core
1: issue. I just never really have. Do you wear undershirts?
3: No, I wear a three-quarter zip. If I was going so to what's wear what's under a, this? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. But if I was going to wear a Oxford that was unbuttoned, I would wear. There's a
2: shirt. nothing under this.
3: No, I'd wear a shirt under it. <laughs>
0: that's a little. You guys surprising. don't get
2: nipple chafing.
0: I, I wear, I I wear a do t-shirt,
3: that. but not like an
1: undershirt. Like I'm picturing like what I grew up on with the South Side. Like uh-huh. the guys out in the front just drinking a bush beer uh-huh. and like water in the grass. Yeah. That's what I grew up around. When I think of undershirt. Good. Now Jackson, of course, as you now know, he is trust fund Jackson. Yes. His idea of an undershirt. Is what? Do you wear undershirts? And no, what are they to you? No, to I don't. Do?
0: I don't wear undershirts. I, but if I was like wearing, wear if I was wearing a quarter zip, I'd probably put on a t-shirt. Something Why?
2: underneath.
3: Why a t-shirt with this, but not a t-shirt with a short sleeve
2: shirt? I, I got to tell you, down.
3: I
1: agree with Jackson, but I also agree with Iggy. I I would be wearing a t-shirt under that, but I'd call it a t-shirt.
0: Right, and then well, with and losers. then at the
1: same time, it's basically the same fucking thing. Right. as this shirt. this material is so but soft. See, I'm though. picturing the guy it's in like South a City in the mid '80s drinking. Well, yeah,
0: like thin
2: white
3: shirt
1: with uh, <clears> the. <throat> it used to be called a term that I think yeah. is a no longer a wife long- beater. Ah, right. right. We yeah.
3: just called it a grandpa shirt because my grandpa would like cook shrimp with this thing, and sweat be pouring off him
0: into the, oil. <laughs> into the shrimp boil.
3: Into the shrimp boil with his grandpa <laughs> with his grandpa shirt on.
0: Now, Iggy, if you were to not wear that all the way zipped up, you'd be showing some. You'd be showing cleavage be too, showing just like me. But I don't, like I don't, I don't show, oh, I don't wow. show cleavage. Like on
3: <laughs> I have no hair so on. My looks... Where are your chains? I thought you wore yeah, chains. Yeah, it looks
2: okay, but I, for I, some reason, it's like a turtleneck. I want to focus on you right now because yeah, I don't
1: blame
3: you. Yeah. Let's, let's work
1: through <laughs> this,
2: let's, this let's shirt that you through. have on. i pissed about that. I'm looking
1: outside now. The song's gone. I feel like
2: I feel like you're you have kind of a essence about you. Flip that off that I'm so mad. This is a cock. That well, I'll
3: pretend like she said it about me and I'll edit it a, in there. No,
2: you have an essence about you. What is,
3: what is my essence?
1: You
2: are a wealthy, successful fucking guy.
1: He, he's like, he well, feels just, like he, he's wearing a dunce cap. What's, the, what's the, the
3: opposite not of that?
2: I'm talking about you. I know. I'm no, the opposite you're, you're of not that. You're the opposite. <laughs> I'm not even unsuccessful old man. fuck. Okay, <laughs> no, what I'm saying here is. I'm surpri- I guess I'm surprised. I'm taken aback. By what? That, that, you don't that have, my breasts are out. <laughs> that you have your clavicle showing and you have like, and I, again, this is completely inappropriate, but your chest hair is like non-existent.
1: I'm not a really hairy
2: guy. Then you shouldn't have it unbuttoned. So
1: so that's what we talked about before we started this and I'm glad we're having a deep dive on it. You like a gentleman with
2: chest? Yeah, I'm pro- your husband Chester. is hairy a hairy man. man. He is. He's a gorgeous hairy man. And you just, like that. I do. I like it.
1: I wonder if we were to do a Gallup poll. Maybe Jackson you could tweet this out.
2: Yeah, do it please. Please from
1: the app. Because we have so many female listeners.
0: This would be out of the left field.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you this like a man be... with
0: hair on his chest. No, do,
2: you know what? I'll do it. I'll do it on my poll. Yes, pole. That might, okay. that might be. Now we're talking. My poll. Here, cl- cut what,
1: that off we, my we, poll. We'll cut that off. We will. So, um, so what, do you th- what do you think for like, the, the, like the, the ladies in their 20s and 30s? I would think that they don't like that. No, when
2: you see, probably in your hetero male mind, you're thinking hairy man and you're going hairy back, hairy chest, hairy yeah. knuckles. It's not what I'm talking about. Yeah, see, I, I don't really have. A <clears throat> I'm talking room. about Jeff Burton's walking by. I love him so much.
1: Like a shooting gallery, because I just saw him walk this way. How How'd you see he's, him coming? Well, foresight.
2: <laughs> I just know when he's around. I just wow. I have Burton view. I just, he texted to me I today. So his much. Mr.
3: Skin password isn't working.
2: That's a bummer. <laughs> um, <laughs> no,
3: this going to let
1: that breathe and let learn, react, and deliver.
2: <laughs> I think that um, I think a little bit of chest hair that is well kept is very. Sexy on a man.
1: Okay, so you like it on Tim? Is he does he does he maintain it? Yes. Okay, so He's it's very not particular. just like it's not just it's like. not it's not. So I'm 58
2: and it's everywhere.
1: <laughs> so if he did that, would that be a problem?
2: Yeah, like okay. I mean, I need it. T- I mean, I well groom myself, so he okay. needs to match All me right. in that, and that okay. should just be the l- rule. Okay, if, you know, you take care of yourself, your partner should take care of themselves. That's
1: reasonable. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. So I'm looking
2: at you right now, and I okay. want your wife is smoking hot, and. You know, I've seen you dress up when you and Anne Marie go out, and you look very nice. Well,
1: thank you. And it's normally you, you look
2: very nice, but
1: but this is a problem and, today.
2: And corporate's in town. I'm just, I'm. I wish I had a shirt to give you. That's all. I'm like but wanting to go to just the
1: undershirt. God, I just wouldn't do that. It's like what I would have worn in college. In will the you just do me a favor and try it. All right, I a will. A white
2: Hanes, just God, normal shirt. Just Wear this me. exact shirt with a white. Shirt underneath it.
1: Okay, I'll do it. Just I, will try do it. I will do this. I will put your it in wife. my phone as a reminder. Ask your wife I'll what she Anna prefers. Uh, what,
2: what about just the T-shirt?
1: Iggy's, as you know, obviously a
3: beacon of fashion. Well, during the winter, it's all three quarter zips. And why is that? I, I just, it's usually cold in here. Mm-hmm. It's cold outside, but it's usually freezing in here. Right. Like Jackson right now. I couldn't wear that right What's now. What's your studio temperature situation?
2: I have we it go as from a sauna. Cold
3: to hot.
1: It I turn back it and up. forth. Okay. You don't have control but, over it? I think we do with this thing right here. I don't know if this is showing up on the YouTube or not. My left breast is however as I turn it. Yeah, I mean, it's I close it. enough. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: but I just get chilly. You do. So, um, is this with a Three-quarter three quarter zip. Yeah, maybe. Like you need a shawl?
2: <laughs> no, I, I
3: sit with my comforter while I'm watching TV oh. on my couch. You have a, a cup of cocoa.
2: What is it like? What do you wear at home?
3: Oh, boy. That's uh, a bad idea right there. A sweatshirt. Line.
1: Just here, a sweatshirt, cornrows, cornrows, uh... maybe. Here's a little anecdote for you. Learn, Iggy, would you make Doug? Was it like scallops or something? Not the stuff that he brought in here. This was back when we were in our AM radio days, and I think Iggy was or Doug was hesitant to eat it. I believe. Yeah, the first time. And Iggy took a picture of the dish, and it just so happened in the reflection of the actual spoon or plate. You could see Iggy holding up his phone and he was wearing tidy whities.
2: Now why would you do that? <laughs> Don't you know you have to like That story
3: sounds better than that it wasn't that. You were naked, bro? No, no. Somebody was talking on the show about I bet Iggy's utensils are dirty.
2: <laughs> why? And
3: I said I said, No, I said, I am a very clean person. Uh, so when I got home I had I just done dishes, and I had one of my serving spoons. It was nice and clean and shiny. I put it on the table and took a picture and Hell said, yeah. see, my dishes are clean. See this? And you could see my tidy white. So
2: you wear um, underpants? Well,
3: when I go to work, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what about on a Saturday? What are you doing? Are you lying Oh, around yeah. David? I mean, I, I, I wear
1: underwear. Well, she asked you the question. Now we're getting a different answer. I mean, if I was cross examining well, you, I, I'd buy I was so at
3: you, home.
2: So you I, say you wear underpants.
3: I just got undressed, actually. And I was. <laughs> and gonna, then you thought that I now was the my time. To take a now picture. was the time to take a picture. I was undressed. I was going into the kitchen for something before I got dressed. And I said, Oh, great. The spoon I just got out of the dish. I'm going to take it now. And I just happened to take it. And I didn't notice it. a listener said, Anybody look into the spoon? I said, Oh, at least I look pretty good. But. That wasn't my intention. He has a lithe body, but it wasn't. Oh my god! It wasn't Doug saying, but Doug did say, "Are you cooking like that?" So he's leery of eating it. I said, "No, I wasn't cooking." What does it matter if
2: you were cooking and your underpants are fully clothed?
3: Uh, Doug probably. It's not. At least
2: it was like you know what I'm saying. It would be different if you were naked in cooking because then like follicles could go places. Sure, shrubs. But. Well, you had, had your any, underpants but... on.
0: I would prefer my chefs to be fully clothed.
2: Okay. I agree with yes. that. I agree with that.
1: So it wouldn't it wouldn't impact your appetite if you found out the chef was just wearing their tidy whities
2: No, I guess really? not. Wow. I guess not. If they're wearing just tidy whities like you had a shirt on. You no, had, you're Winnie the no. Pooh in it. No.
3: <laughs> no, just the, I was getting dressed.
1: And then
2: thought and it I, was time to take a picture of the You were just in your wear. underpants. I took the That's picture That's correct. First. Your knockers were out.
3: <laughs> they were
0: right, yep. as opposed to the
2: opposite, which would be the of the Pooh. <laughs> but, yeah,
1: I don't <laughs> think. They it I a guess you could see that. I didn't really. <laughs> I, I didn't notice it.
2: A
3: listener, <laughs> it. obviously, a listener pointed it out. A listener probably went searching for it. Uh, you couldn't tell, but a listener found it. <laughs>
2: and
3: then now, what happened? Not, nothing. I'm not embarrassed about it.
2: No. As no, everybody wears them. You on know, it's all dudes
3: commenting on it. Look at it, It's all dudes commenting on my underwear.
1: Hope you're enjoying the conversation with uh, Iggy, myself, and Learn, our guest in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. These podcasts are made possible by our great sponsors, Ryan Kelly, the sponsor of the studios, the HomeLoanExpert.com studios, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, and people like Design Air Heating and Cooling, Seth Goldcamp, the official HVAC of the Tim McKernan Show podcast. I am a client, and so I could speak to the quality of Design Air Heating and Cooling and why I'm such a very happy client is because if I ever have an issue, it's so quickly taken care of. And I know that it's not just with me. It's with a number of our listeners. They've had that same experience. You go to designairservice.com, you click on the Book Now tab, and now you're working with a service tech, and your problem will be taken care of quick, fast, and in a hurry. And here we are in March, and I see a forecast with Temperatures in the teens, and then four days later, I see highs in the 70s. So diversify. If you got a furnace issue, design air, heating, and cooling. If you want to get that air conditioning tuned up as the weather warms up, go to design air, heating, and cooling online at designairservice.com and work with the great Seth Goldcamp and his service techs. Jackson, you work with Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies. What can you tell the audience about him?
0: He's just the best. You know, someone like me, I didn't even really think about, you know, saving for the future, Uh, you know, the many different strategies you can employ when, uh, you know, you start making a little bit of money. I didn't even think about any of that stuff. And then I'd hear the Mark Hanna spots on the morning after and Tim's podcast. And I was like, man, maybe, you know, this is kind of preaching right to me. You know, Tim would always say, like, I wish I could tell my old self to go back and, you know, start saving money, work with someone like Mark Hanna. And I thought to myself, well, I'm I'm that age. Why am I not working with Mm -hmm. Mark Hanna? I don't want to regret, you know. 10, 15 years later down the road that I didn't work with him. So what I did is I picked up the phone, I called him. That's what I did. And once I started working with him, I realized how crucial and important it was for my future to start saving money now. And that's what Mark Hanna will teach you. He'll educate you. He'll help you out in whatever situation you have because he is the best in the business. And he's a great guy, a wonderful human being who gives sage life advice. And that's the kind of guy I want helping me with my financial future. So if you don't have a plan, if you don't have a guy, if you don't have someone you work with, please, please give Mark Hanna a call. He'll get you straightened out. And if you already have someone, you should consider making the switch because Mark really is that good.
1: 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com. That's Mark Hanna, Evergreen Wealth Strategies, and Monganess, the official automotive provider of the Tim McKernan Show podcast, Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson. Contact me, and I'm happy to make the introduction for you to them. They are online at stlouisaccurate.com or altontoyota.com. You can email me, tmccernan, at tmastl.com, and I'll make that connection, and I'm happy to do so because now you're working with the best, and that's Munganess. I am a Munganess client. Online at stlouisaccurate.com and altontoyota.com for new cars, for pre-owned cars, and even to get your car worked on, even if you didn't get it from Munganess, they'll take care of you, stlouisaccurate.com and Alton Toyota.com. Munganess, the official automotive provider of the Tim McKernan Show. Back to our conversation with Learn. Learn, are you surprised to hear that, that according to Jackson's YouTube numbers, 18% of the people watching on YouTube are female? 18. That's okay. That's my reaction, too. That's, Isn't a startlingly high? One out of five, essentially. I mean,
2: but like... You guys are not, like, I mean, I know that you're all dudes, and so that's, you know, attractive to, like, dudes, which, let's not even get started. Um, but, no, I mean, I think that you guys cover things that are, I mean, women care about sports. Like, what would you say, like, the major. like, if you could break down the topics of your show oh, into, God. we talk 90% sports, 10% porn, yeah, what is your breakdown of, that, yeah. of this content? Oh, it's definitely, content? I,
1: I would say we talk, at the most, 10% sports.
0: The uh, most
2: and then what is the co- content that you're talking mostly about?
0: Fuck, I don't know. Whatever pops
2: don't. into someone's mind. Right. Yeah. So it's just organic right. flow 100%. of
0: consciousness. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Usually, and I wouldn't have it any other
3: way. Yeah. It's Usually me. Um, I hijack the show every day. So if you ask and, the, and listener, the listeners are a, 80% right now mean. learn
1: the listeners are a little in Iggy's head. The fan page. He's we're trying to handle that for him. Having you're a having a psychological. You're about to get on there, or are you not? What I, I got on your learn. Radio Pit Jackson won't let you in.
2: No, I I still have yeah. It's not in my groups. Like I try to join and I don't see Jackson. That I've why won't you let
0: her in? It doesn't pop up. I, I,
1: she has a separate page than he, her personal
0: page. Right. So is it your personal page you're no. trying to join? No. So I think it's cool. because that's your fan issue. page yeah. is trying to
3: join another private page, and I don't think you can do that. Oh, is
0: that right? Is you guys that but, do I uh, combine uh, fan pages?
2: Oh my God! Can you imagine? <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> that actually
1: would. Be I have too. like
2: I don't know how many are in my. So I have my. Facebook page that has like tw- almost 20,000 people. And then I have the Learn Arena, which is my Facebook group where I it's more like a flow of consciousness for the listeners. They can post things and I can comment on things that they're like it's all very catered for my interests and theirs. I just joined that. I
3: didn't even know you had that. Yeah, and somebody a lot of sent fun. me an invite said join Learn's Arena and I really? said, "Oh, okay." Probably Becky Kohler and Mark the Pharmacist I become oh my friends God, with. Yes. So
1: Mark the
2: farm. You talk about hijacking a show. Mark Husted hijacks our radio station. I'm not familiar with
1: this. What's the uh, backstory? He's a
2: listener who we call him Mark the pharmacist. He has his own sound drop on the Morning Rock show. When he calls in, he Favaz has a screeching halt sound. Like (laughs) he's like, oh, the show's gonna come to a screeching halt, and it does. And Mark just takes his time. And he's a character. He's retired. He's a pharmacist, retired pharmacist, and real sweet guy. Not you know, I've I've dealt with creepy people in the past. I bet. He is not a creepy person. He's very sweet and loving, but he does feel entitled to being a part of Casey. I mean, he 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 knows everything. Like, and he'll ask me. He'll he'll say like um, like he like like for instance, I had COVID at the beginning of the year. He was messaging me on Twitter like. When are you coming? Like, what's going on? And then, if you tell him anything, he will then promote it. He will then say, I know when she's coming back, oh. or I know what's going on, or what her status is. And, like, and I'm like, you have to stop talking about the stuff that we talk about. Like, so I stopped, I had to stop telling him personal or anything that would happen. He's like a KC
1: TMZ. He's got the gossip.
2: He's got the gossip. Does he? Oh, yeah.
1: Do you find that the vast majority of your listeners are all the people in the. Learn Arena, and then you have, what's a separate
2: page? Just Learn Radio. Okay.
1: Are fans, or do you have some people who are haters? And not some. I'm talking about a noticeable percentage, because that is the thing that Iggy <laughs> is kind of making reference yeah. to, that we have people really close to it, and some clearly don't like it but yet are really into it. And It's an odd, it's a thin line, and I'm curious if you experience that. I have people... I'd be surprised if you did, before you answer that. Well, my guess. I it has su-
2: to be minimal, because I don't put up with... like. There, there's some – and unfortunately, it's a lot of men um, that want to project things onto me or they have an idea of what I'm supposed to be in their head. It's just like so unreal. It's like
1: – What do they think you're supposed to be? I don't know. Mean? Like okay. either I'm
2: supposed – like they think I'm dumb or they think because I'm a young person that I don't know shit about music or the station. It's like they're gatekeeping. They're gatekeepers. And and I, to an extent, I can empathize because it's a brand that they're very – passionate about and they they grew up with and they have their opinions and memories with and i totally respect that but it's like i fucking got a job here i've been here for since yeah. 28 or 2008 you know i've put in the time the studying the respect the effort yeah and
1: yeah, it's, it's credibility like ability here that's, that's, that's right
2: it. it's like so it, that to me i think rubs i think they have a hard time i'm just going to turn it on I think they have a hard time accepting reality that like yeah I'm almost 37 years old and like yeah I work at the station you've loved for 55 years and yeah I hope to be here for like as long as John and like blow his shit out of the water like (laughs) I'm sorry you know like that's not my problem that's like their problem and um but so I have a little bit of that and then I have people that just don't understand me and and I respect that I'm like you know it's I'm not for everyone I hope I'm not. like.
1: I agree with that. I get what you're saying with right? that. Right? It's a like, weird thing to say, but yeah. you don't want. Like, if I appeared on a certain cable news outlet, it would be bad for me if mm-hmm. they liked me. I don't want them yeah. to like me. You know what I mean? Right. It's you, not for you. If you. It's for certain people, and yeah. it's not for you. You can't possibly be uh, liked by everybody. But that's weird to me with you being there for, what, 14 years and, and part of KC on air for a decade, mm-hmm. Right. That you would still be dealing with that kind of questioning. That's oh my God! Me. Wow. It's so funny. God, it's so weird.
2: Literally last night, I'm at band practice, and I posted a picture with our drum head, and I said, uh, I said something like, um, "Joining a band after 35 plus years of always wanting to." Highly suggest, and I, you know, the majority, 99% of the people are going to go, "Oh, I've heard about your band. That's so cool!" Like very supportive, or or they'll tell me their story to empathize and. You know, and then there was one guy who said, I, uh, you know, aren't you leaving? D- didn't I hear that you're leaving, Casey? Uh, what are you going off to do? They're getting me mixed up with Lux. Ah. And Lux and I have dealt with this the whole time we've yeah. worked together. And it's so weird. And I actually texted her a screenshot this morning. And I'm like, this shit is still going on. Like, you know, she made that huge announcement last week that she's leaving in May and, you know, is going to go off and do different things. And people are still getting it wrong, that they think it's me. So I I have people that hate, like very minimal people that hate me. I'm not for everyone. That's fine. Then I have people that think that Lux is me. I'm Lux. And they are completely confused and deranged and have no idea of what is real. (laughs) (laughs) And that's weird too. And But like majority, yeah, majority of it is just people that are gracious with their time, that they actually want to waste some time with me, listen to my show, follow me on social media. They understand me as a person, as much as I let out for people to understand. I mean, nobody listening to the radio is going to fully understand me. I'm a very complex, layered person, as we all are. Um, but what I show people and what I let out, you know, I think most people identify somewhat with it. And like, what's well,
1: likable? Like, it can't be not likable. Yeah. Like, like, I'm not
2: over here trying to ruin things. Right. So yeah. that,
1: that just that would surprise me. That, but the the the, the 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 hate you get is actually a credibility hate, which is stunning to me. Like, you have my standpoint as much credibility as anybody in there i mean he's well, been here from what 72 right is that when he is that Yulet when 70
2: uh, 74 76 is that right 76 right he just did 45 so that would have been last year so 76 that's
1: unbelievable yeah and like you said by the way for real we've talked about it a little bit but you used to tell me this and he came in on the podcast i'm like i kind of know him nice guy mm-hmm. but god he's just he's, he's super human yeah in his
3: down-to-earth He's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. kind. He really
1: well,
2: is. And he's, he's fun. He is so fun. And he's got a side to him that doesn't come out. But if you get to know him really well as a friend or family, like, I mean, John is hilarious. He's deeply um, compassionate about fatherhood. Like, I think yeah. I talked about that in the yeah. podcast. Like, he set the bar for me for what every person who ever has a child should be like. And... um You know, but he's so authentically who he is, and he is deserving of all the praise. And uh, I feel like there's nobody else in this business like him. Just there's not. There isn't.
1: There really isn't, actually. In a wide variety of ways, that statement's accurate. We
2: got to get him, and I've been saying it for a while. There's a couple things I want to do before John retires. One, I'd love to get the Cardinals to do a bust of him at Bush Stadium someday, like when he retires from that, Mm -hmm. which he'll probably die in that booth. Two, Joe Edwards needs to put his name on the Star oh, Walk of yeah. Fame. Even though he didn't go national, still I think the recognition with the PA announcement, I think that's big enough to get him in the Del Mar Loop for that. And then third, I want to do a John Hewlett roast. Like he is not leaving this building until we roast him up and down. And like I will gladly host. So like, to You'll me, will be the roast master. Oh my God. Yeah, I would love it. But you know, that, to me, he's, he's an anomaly. He really is.
1: He's the best.
3: I say it all the time on the show. I say you can't swing a dead cat in this place without hitting some kind of legend. <laughs> I mean there's well, why is it
2: to be a dead cat?
3: Oh, that's just a term. Just
2: do dead body. Well,
3: I'm sorry, I shouldn't because you're a cat I woman, I shouldn't have said that, I'm sorry. Cat. Um and clover, and what's your other casting? Willow. Willow, yeah, cute things.
2: Thank you. Yeah, they're the best. You
3: can't, you can't swing a uh, cardboard cutout around here without
2: nice. love it. Nicely
3: done. It was a nice without hitting a Thank uh, you. legend around here. That was a nice.
1: Pivot.
2: Well, you guys are added to it. I mean, I think you guys are. I hope you are giving yourself some credit for the clout you're bringing into this place.
1: I appreciate you saying that. That's yeah. very kind of you. I don't, I don't think we view it that. way. We are just happy to be here. I really do feel like that's that's our attitude. We're happy to just be here, mm-hmm. and we didn't know how good. It was, yeah. you know, that, that's the, I don't know. I don't that know, makes me Jackson sad. Already, that's not fair for me to say, but that's thats what I, I didn't realize. I heard Hubbard was a great company, and you had told me that. But I, until you live it, you don't know it. And I think in parks, I mean, I deal with sales, you deal with sales. But uh, when you have people on air who have their d- different followings, as you do, as next door here, the Rizzuto show, I mean, that, that's obviously a powerhouse. Courtney's got a huge following. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about John Hewlett, Randy Carricker, Michelle Smallman, have, a, Lux have all these, and I don't want to leave anybody out. I feel like I might leave somebody out. I'm at least trying to. But then there's no, like, bullshit. Uh-huh. And I think in our business, that at least historically has been rare. I would imagine John, although he wouldn't do it publicly, he might not even do it privately, would tell some stories from the past decades oh. where— yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, he's got the best stories. He'll tell you a story. You should have him on sometime because he—and and have him tell these stories. You know, I, I feel like maybe he feels like people don't want to hear about oh, them. Oh, people
1: love these but, kinds of stories in yeah. St. Louis? Seriously. Fox, and I could listen—that's
2: why we have a whole event. Like, Mark Close created the Stories from the Window event uh, right before the pandemic. We did one at Del Mar Hall and then one at the pageant?
3: I think it was the pageant, yeah. Was
2: it? Um It feels like a million come by. No, no, no. It was, um, all former jocks and present jocks of Casey telling stories. And we'd have like photos from these stories so you can kind of paint a picture. And, um, and John would tell some of the best stories about his 45 years in this business and like unbelievable stuff that they were doing. And, and, um, and they weren't all great. Like there was a lot of people that were, you know, had a lot of ego problems and, and didn't want to, they were really trying to chisel out their own path, which God love them. Like I get it. But at the same time, you have to have a synergy with who you're working with. You're not the full, like, unless you are the Howard Stern, you know, of your company, you're not going to, you have to work together. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stories that you would hear, um, like they I'll completely botch it, but there's a story about King you man. And there was a former jock that this is back. Um, I think in the MS days, uh, down at Union Station way before my time where John had an office and then he would leave stuff in his office. And then he would also leave stuff, kind of what he does now with his bongo drums, he would leave stuff in the studio. And so John's shit is literally all over the station. And so I guess this jock was so jealous that John had an office and he was upset that John was also using the studio for storage of things that he wrote an anonymous note, like a ransom letter. And copied it or typed it out like odd fonts and stuff and put something about like, you know, I know that it's King U-Man, but if he could get his shit out of the studio, that'd be helpful for the rest of us type of thing. And John still has the letter, like, in his briefcase, I think. And it's such, and I'm completely not telling it right, but, like, that story just in itself is so great because John is so loved. He's not King U-Man, even though he should be. And this person was so bitter and, like, a total jag that, like, you know. Thank you for not
1: using the name, by the way. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I just don't want to. I could probably
3: guess.
2: <laughs> I know. what I do. Well, yeah, and I, to be honest with you, it could be two different people, so I don't even want to name names, um, but it's, and that person is, has been long gone, you know, and um, I don't even know if they're still on radio or not. Fun stuff.
1: No. Oh, you, I felt like you were leaning in into SSA something, and I was no. a bad read. I no, usually I have gonna, good pickups on when, when somebody's no, jumping in. No, I was going to leave it
3: alone. No, I, um, speaking of Hubbard, I mean, it took us, and Tim will say this, that we had meetings like every other week. When Tim's contract was up, and we were negotiating, you know, what are we going to do? And mm-hmm. Tim would keep us up to date on what was going on. And uh, I think I can say this: that when we were over here like a, a three days, I said, we said, "What the fuck do we wait for?" That's what Doug. That's what Doug said.
1: Yeah. He goes, what were we even?
3: Yeah, you can we edit that know. if I shouldn't have said. wasn't cause, supposed cause, to say cause that or anything,
1: because we didn't know, right? You know, but now you see it, and it's just a, that's the thing. And I hate, in a way, I hate saying it because I almost feel like I'm I'm tempting fate to like fuck with it. You know what I mean? Are Fun? you
2: suspicious? A just, suspicious I'm so, person? I'm
1: so PTSD with my career that I live in, like, okay, this is a great time, so inevitably something yeah. bad's going to happen. That's, that's, You've talked to me about that yes. before. Mm-hmm. And so this is so good, and I'm so happy, and I've said this, and Iggy will get uncomfortable when I've said it, because Iggy at this point in his career and Doug at this point in his career, that they finally are getting the proper appreciation Aww. for how good they are on the radio. You know, and and Doug's been in the market since 87.
2: And he still does TV, right?
1: Just a little bit. like Once a week with this one thing, uh, this rant. And Iggy is this personality that even I don't know what the fuck's real. I have no idea, but I know he's a great guy. And I know that. And so I would always, anytime I go, Iggy, you know, he's been fired. I'm like, he's a great fucking guy. Well, what
2: are you gonna do when you know like when Doug and Iggy want to retire or... me and
1: you were gonna work together
2: oh, oh I'll be the next Iggy <laughs> hello I'll start oh, tanning God more and I'll be blonde you. again you you've said this a lot I have I think so that the first a time
1: when we were doing a podcast together yeah and I said it and then you you had this whole thing which was wonderful by the way right and now I and you've explained to me the reasoning right which made sense but then you also said a few people have told you this, and I don't know if that was real or if you just were playing it off because you didn't want it to come off as disrespectful to no, John, no. which is the reason, but is like a first-class reason and kind of a meta reason to be thinking that. that I, like, it'd be like wrong for you. Yeah, I'd like to work with you while you're working with somebody else.
2: Yeah, I my whole thing was, you know, leaving John on the morning show um, and Favaz and I kind of flipping was to mix things up to... You know, part part of my um, decision with that was I needed to make sure I could do this by myself because I felt a little bit like, you know, I got my big break in 2012 with John and he's, you know, I was essentially riding his coattails. You know, I was the side person to his main person. And and as our show progressed and we got to kind of even each other out, or we were equals, um, just in spirit, nothing else equally, um, I... I started to realize that I had this, I was a great person with someone else. And that scared me because I, you know, as much as I would love to work with John for 40 more years, he, you know, he will retire one day and I needed to kind of get my shit together. And I needed to, um, you know, as management and the conversations were starting about like, is there anything else you'd want to do? For me, I was like, yeah, I got to make sure like I'm good and um, that was a
1: that was a very smart move. Yeah, That's a sophisticated career move.
2: Yeah. Like I wasn't just because a lot of people want, you know, and I might be I don't think I've ever really talked about this on a recorded thing like this. But, you know, a lot of people are like, why did you guys finish the show? We, we did it for eight years. What year did you leave there? I um that, so, that slot. So 2020. OK, so we we created the pandemic when John and I stopped working together. <laughs> um. Literally, like, our last show was January 17th, which so happened to be the same day that we started, January 17th, 2020, or 2012. And so, um, and, you know, Favaz had been doing Afternoon Drive for a million years, and management came to everybody and was like, what do you guys, you know, could we switch things up? What does everybody want to do? Like, you know, and, and Favaz, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here, he kind of wanted to do something different, too, and... I was like, yeah, I, I was always envious of, like, afternoon drive hosts. They got to, like, stay till the encore and party with the bands. And I was really hoping to have that life. And the fucking pandemic ruined it. Um, but, like, I I thought, yeah. And then I, I was like, yeah. It, and it's also for me to make sure I could do this well. And it also, I didn't want to feel like I was on John's time limit, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was... Um, and that's not, to you know, he's on his own time limit and he needs to do what he needs to do for his uh, success in life and whatever. But I didn't want to, uh, I was just looking out for myself, which sounds very selfish saying that out no, loud. But it's, a
1: sm- but it's a, I get exactly what you're saying. And it's so, it's so, God, there's a word and I just can't think of it, but it's a very smart, it's a lot of foresight, you know? Yeah. And, and I still and have the-
2: it going on. Like I still, I mean, I'm, I'm. I just signed um, a year deal with this place a couple weeks ago and I'm, you know, um, I was actually talking to a musician friend of mine this morning because again, he saw the comment that I was leaving radio. The person meant it for Lux. And so this guy uh, reached out to me and he's like, are you leaving Casey? And I'm like, no, I'm like, people are getting us mixed up. And, and I said, I am, you know, I have a year contract. I, I can't tell you what is going to happen after that year. And I, I genuinely mean that. Um, but I, uh, you know, I, I am thinking, like, years down the road, like, if I could have what I wanted to have in my life, I would love to um, be able to do something like this with the music element still there because it is so important. And I don't know um, if if that exists. I don't know if that type of uh, experience exists for Keishi again right, because it I is so it. music-focused. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. And... <clears throat> um, and I have such a love for learning about the music and um, and telling stories and and obviously going to see music and you know picking up Monday Night Metal again like and going back to something that I had put on a shelf for so long like I was a metalhead in high school and college and I you know I put that away when I started working full time on Kishi and backlogging all the way to 67 to learn about the classics and I and I I always talk about how I had a front row seat for John's. Ted talks about all, and I yeah. mean, and when the and we were only on like you know two all minutes right, at a time, right. when the mics were off, that was the best shit ever because he we was were telling those stories. What's that?
1: He was telling those stories. Then? He was
2: telling me stories, history of bands, telling me how where his passion of music comes from. We were talking intimately about personal stuff, financial stuff. Like he helped me get my finances and completely really? well off. Yes, oh, God he saved him. my life in a million ways. And you know, and so those eight years of of having that show I mean the real the real tragedy there is that we never got to be who we were completely on air because there wasn't enough time program directors only want you to talk for two minutes at a time or whatever and like I mean if people thought they loved what they heard on air, man yeah. the stuff off air was fucking gold
1: yeah, I bet that was
2: uh, that is uh, is uh, gone, gone. It, and, and it only lives in John and me yeah. and it and it is still happening um when john and i we text and call and get together sometimes you know um when we're together like we have a meeting tomorrow i can't wait to see him and it's like i it picks up it's still there that that magic and stuff and like you know i miss it a lot and we've talked a lot about that but I don't know, man. I probably said way too much shit.
1: No, <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's good now. I been
2: very honest about No, that's, that's all the name of this. the game
1: in here. Well, when, yeah. when Iggy's around, people are honest. That's, that's kind of, he's a truth serum. You are. He's a truth Oh, because
3: serum. I lie so much.
2: And <laughs> right. right. he knows lies. how to pick it
1: up. He's like the CIA. Well, you
3: guys could always do a podcast, you and you, man. It doesn't we have to be a weekly thing, but I mean.
2: Yeah. You know, so he and Favaz have their podcast, and um, I actually had an idea. I, I, uh, texted John a couple of weeks ago. And I said, What cause I was listening to, if you guys listen to missing Richard Simmons, that podcast, it's a few I've years heard about old. It. I'm
1: familiar with it though. Yeah.
2: So, um, the guy who created that Richard Simmons podcast, he is so well produced and I'm really envious of how it sounds like produced and how he flows. And it's obviously he's reading a script to really keep sure. it tight. Um, but I was telling John, I said, what if we did a podcast where I'll, I'll, ha- I'll do everything. Like I'll narrate it but you're telling stories and we're bringing people in and it's the history of Casey in a podcast, because I feel like we need to have um, these stories on record and doesn't have to be video. It needs to be audio because that's what radio is. You know, all the video and stuff that we've integrated into radio is just to keep up with the Joneses. What is the beauty of radio at its core is the fact that it's storytelling audibly. It's not something that you're getting distracted with visually Mm -hmm. and, um, And you don't have to overproduce it and stuff. And, like, I I just think that it could be something real grassroots and neat to do. And it it would be a passion project for me to um, make sure that we have in episode format, in season format, the history of this radio station told from the people that we can get to sit down and tell those stories and and talk about it. Because one day all these people are going to be gone. And the stories go. And the stories go. And I think it's a a great thing to uh, do in tribute to the radio station so it forever lives on and also to these legends that, that made it what it is, because at the very core of radio stations like Keishi, it is the people. It's the people that made the music, and it's the people that cultivated that music to define generations for the masses. And you
3: all have stories. Oh, yeah. So oh, what you guys can stories. add to these things right. would be amazing.
2: And I'm genuinely, cur- I'm genuinely curious, yeah. and like I, I would be the first person in the audience wanting to hear these stories. So it's like, you know, and I, I think, That's where people, whenever I was talking about the gatekeepers that don't like me, I don't think they believe my um, integrity that I have with, like, maintaining the brand and maintaining what it means to so many and really sending people off with it. Well, they
3: don't know you very well.
2: That's Yeah, they fucking don't know me.
1: I mean, you care about (laughs) Hey She. I do. Like, in a way that, you know, as as candidly, is foreign to us because we've bounced around from so many AM radio stations. It's just like, we care about... TMA.
2: Yeah, and you should like you. That's.
1: But you care about K. She. I do. Like, you really do. Yeah. I don't know if anybody in this building cares more about a station <laughs> than you. For real. I'm. Mean, I mean, and it's really we've talked plenty off air about it. Yeah,
2: it's really scary because, um, and all of our bosses know. I don't know if um, our owner knows that, but like all of the management here at Hubbard St. Louis knows it, and um, you know, every, you know my lawyer, people that give me career direction advice they're like you got to stop telling people how much you love this shit and i'm like dude it's i i'm I'm, t- I'm talking about it right now like you know i'm and it's, so it's for, it's out there and 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 honestly i um sadly i i don't know if i don't know how i would make another station work to be honest unless it was another heritage station that i could just deep dive into and just be a, a curator of that station like you know all the k rock k rock Riff up in Detroit, like WMMR, WMMS, like those heritage stations, I could give a shit about them a lot too. In fact, K-Rock was the first station out in LA I was obsessed with in college, went out there, got like literally flew out to LA for the first time. I was 21 years old, 22 years old, just to sit out there, just to get in the building. Oh, is that right? Really? Sat in with Kat Corbett, who I love. She works at Sirius XM now and- uh, and she also has a new thing coming up with On Amp, which is Amazon's new radio platform that anybody can create a radio station, which oh, wow. is really weird. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to go out there. It was like a dream come true. And I I followed Kevin Weatherly, who was the program director for K-Rock for a long time. He's now at Spotify. I just love the, the tastemakers and the... Um, the people that really made things happen. And I'm I'm just so, like, enamored with all of it. And so that's my storytelling is I look at others that came before me or that are doing it now, and I just – I focus in, and I, I want to promote and, and make sure that their legacy is withheld. Like, that really is, like, I think my part in all of this as a communicator. That's selfless, which wow.
1: is – Admirable as well. Well,
2: thanks. <laughs> I, I just That's not you're necessarily it.
1: proud or happy about it, but it is. Yeah,
2: I just You love really it. do
1: love kc ninety five.
2: I do, legit. I really and I don't and I'm very protective of it. And that's both terrible and fascinating <laughs> at the same time, I guess. I don't
1: know. Iggy, uh you 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 know, initially, little backstory here, fun for the audience. Iggy was just gonna st- I asked Iggy to come in. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I'll just stay in for a few minutes. I said, No, we'll do the half hour, whatever the hell it is we want, because he usually is is home by now. And then Learn said,
3: No, stay the whole time.
2: I did. So that's well, I'll
3: do whatever Learn and whatever you ask me too. You know that. I'll oh, um, just do
2: whatever I want I you just, to do. Yeah, I, I think, just I don't, think, I I think just, you would
1: win out if it were between the two of us. I just know
3: that the listeners, I mean, they hear me every fucking day for three hours. And that's probably two hours and a half too much. Mm. Well, um, I mean, I'm, I'm So this is I'm, your I'm podcast, and they would love to learn, so it would be an hour and a half with learn. And then if I start talking, it's like, ah, oh, shut them up. No. So I just don't want to ruin your podcast.
1: No, 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 no. We both wanted you in here. And I wanted the audience to hear that this wasn't... Forced upon learn <laughs> that you wanted. Yeah,
2: I wanted him in here.
3: In here. Well, yeah. I always well, I appreciate that. You. You know
2: I, that. Yeah, it's thanks wonderful. for having me on. This is uh you got like a five timers club, like the Riz show. Are you five time now? No, no, no. This will be our third time. No.
1: But Hewlett was in once with you. Right.
2: I was and... solo the first time, second time was with John. Third
1: time? Has there been a third? without?
2: This might be the third or fourth.
3: You were at the TMA.
2: I was at the TMA thing. And
3: then you were in studio for our show. Now this one. So technically part of our stuff for five
1: times. I'm part
2: of the family. Whether I like it or not.
3: Bullshitting with you.
2: The audience loves you.
1: You feel like the audience might be too much. I'm like, it's not too much.
2: I'm just not used to that. I'm just not like I.
1: But I, you, but it's not though. <clears throat>
2: there's yeah, not,
1: there's not too much. You, you have ridiculous equity with our audience. Well, that's cool. Ridiculous. We can't leave the segment. building. I don't know if you realize how well liked and respected you are. And I almost kind of just want to go. Don't you get it? <laughs> don't yeah. you wake up? Yeah. yeah.
2: No, I don't <laughs> like thinking about that because if you start letting that shit go to your head, yeah, you change. But I mean, and... but,
1: but I'm saying it not not from a like ego boost thing, but from like a confidence i suppose level like you're i sick talent.
2: i love it here i have no enemies in this building i really don't and people that i have had problems with we let's talk it out you know i've had to have some tar- who've had
1: problems with let's go let's go through no, no 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 through it right here no jackson, no no jackson just texted me he wants you to go through the i
2: numbers. i don't uh i don't i don't deal with if somebody if i've wronged somebody they feel not good i i want to i can't it. even
1: imagine that happening it's
2: i you. mean I, it's human i've made people feel like shit before and it's I uh, I don't like that. I don't like making people yeah, feel like I shit. And that it doesn't seem like it's never my first intention. If I now I have an anger management problem that you guys have not really. Seen. Mm-hmm. Nobody sees it because I've got it under control these days.
1: You talk about like Iggy with driving. Or are we talking about?
2: What you're a bad driver? Road rage?
1: Not necessarily road rage, but just kind of get, get frustrated
3: with the stoplight where we have to. Well, make yeah, a I just I run them. I don't yell at them. I just run
0: them.
2: <laughs> so you're okay.
3: I don't yell at the stop sign. I said, "Look, it's long enough. Nobody's coming. I'm going." <laughs> um, no, we've Rebel. never seen that side of you.
1: Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I can't even. I can't even imagine. Yeah, actually. So what well, gets you like, going? Well, what well, gets you mad?
2: People that are ignorant get me going, and uh, disrespect gets me going, and people that want to. Um, think that they can just push me down but who on their does thumb. That?
1: Just a handful of jackasses on social media. No,
2: no, no. I mean just people. it's just every it's just working with people, you know, really? and we all have bad days. And so like I always and I have like I'm gonna tell you this right now. On yeah, Monday, on? was it Monday or yesterday? You were in here It was Monday. Yesterday. It wasn't yesterday. Okay. I was having a real bad morning. I'd woke up wrong side of the bed, um just certain things were happening in my email, in my phone. I was just uh I had to real. Ch- I had to check myself because I, I could feel my my um, irritation like it it just and I get this from my dad. My dad had an anger management problem, like I just as much as I'm a positive, happy, bubbly, funny shit person that I am, there's another side to that that is just side. as intense
1: and really? it's not
2: fun and yeah and I I've had to go like I've had to have therapy because of it because um,
1: what triggers it?
2: Uh. I'm trying to like give you an example, but I, um, just like
1: in general, is it work stuff? Is it, I don't know. I'm just, I'm curious. Uh, no, it's just, it's like building
2: up on, it's like, um, if I, and it's me, it's, it's, I'm at the forefront of all of it. Like if I, it's, it's something, it's like my self-esteem, my, uh, limitations, my impatience, it's, it's me. I mean, it's my problem. So it's like something can happen and depending on where I'm at within my emotional spectrum, it can trigger it and it, if I don't handle it well, it can be, it can be bad. Can
1: compound. I follow you. All right. Okay. So
2: I again, I try to keep it under control yeah, well, you and not do. I don't turn think,
1: into I mean, a werewolf. Yeah.
3: Well, you do a good job of it. Yeah. I, Thanks. I've I mean, never I'm seen it Completely unaware. Not that yeah. I'm around you all the time. I barely see you. I've yet to see you in this place. Since I yesterday. know. <laughs> oh, when you leave at 10:01, it's kind of hard to see.
2: Well, maybe you should stick around.
3: <laughs> yeah, when I have meetings. I <laughs> you stuck around till
1: 12:36 today, and we're all the better for it. Learn go thank longer, you so but thank much. Learn actually me. does show prep for her show. I do. I have so, yeah, to go prep my show. Yeah, she's going to go prep the show.
2: That's something for, we haven't I, done I, I ever.
1: I'm at 7.02 today for our <laughs>
2: God presentation. God bless. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. <laughs> uh,
1: Learn, loved it as always. Thanks, Thanks, good Thanks, guys. Thanks, Aggie. Bye, Internet. There it is, our conversation with Learn here in the HomeloanExpert.com studios. All right, Jackson. Mm-hmm. You were there for the whole thing. Yeah. You participated here and there. You knocked shit over rudely in the <laughs> middle of it. <laughs> yeah, my headphones fell. What's your, what is, what is your biggest takeaway from the conversation? A lady you didn't know a year ago and now you do.
0: Yeah. Um, what I would say is I think that she pointed out, right. She's like, you know, I I like the, you know, giving shit to people and taking shit. I think that's like really good way to be yourself. And I think that, you know, she's so good and talented. And so when she does that, it's just so awesome to see and, Some of the great stories about John Hewlett who, you know, my mom would always talk about how awesome and cool John Hewlett was. And I really didn't understand it because growing up my age, you know, radio, especially music radio, is kind of foreign to people like me. Uh, And so to hear these great stories about Hewlett and just K.C. as as a whole, and to hear Iggy, who's such a big fan of it, you know, it kind of is like the proof is in the pudding. Like there's a reason it's so successful and it's because of talented people like Lauren. So that was really awesome.
1: Yeah, I have a great deal of respect for her, her talent. I just like her as a person, mm-hmm. she's a good person. And anytime we get together, we're not sure if she's been on three or four times, but either way, uh, multiple times uh, that uh, I just look forward to bullshitting with her. And it was great to have Iggy in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: talking it over. So I hope the audience enjoyed it, and I think uh, our audience, the TMA audience, this podcast audience, is getting a sense for just how talented, just how like. Cool of a person she is, for lack of a better term. I probably could come up with a better word than that, but that's what came to mind. What word am I looking for? Give me the word. Let's play password. Mm. And somehow, because I'm sitting behind your computer Ooh. monitor and I'm 4-2, <laughs> you can't see me. Dynamic. Wow. God,
0: that was good. Yeah, yeah. That was the word. Yep. She's dynamic.
1: That's the word. Yep. Oh. Well yep. done. Uh, yeah, I, might, I might redo this and and then edit it <laughs> so, so you, I say dynamic.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's, that's and, uh, a pro
1: move. And it would be a pro move. As it's a, leader, a real again, dynamo a move. Ah, dynamo. Yeah, two for two. Uh, thank you uh, to learn. Thank you to Iggy for uh, Seriously, rare yeah. back-to-back days of staying here and uh, hanging out. And uh, enjoy the conversation. Of course, Action Jackson on the ones and twos. And thank you to all of our sponsors for making it possible, and our listeners for subscribing and supporting the sponsors, thehomeloanexpert.com. Ryan Kelly, James Carlton of the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, and Jamie Burkhardt and Clayton Patterson at Munganess St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. Thank you for listening. This has been another edition of the Tim McKernan Show on the TMA STL Podcast Network from the homelonexpert.com studios.
2: Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music,